And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. I'm still blown away there's a horse now. Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be, we're in, our office is in a very rural place in the middle of Oxfordshire in a, what would you call it? Horse. What are they called? Neighing. The big boys. A stallion. A stallion. I was going to say a starling, but <laughs> a not starling. a starling. <laughs> That's a bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, big. Oh, look, there he goes. Shut up. Mask of Zorro. Serious? <laughs> no, I couldn't see him. You fucking... <laughs> um, but yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Um, 31st episode. 31 days in November, January and September. <laughs> uh, we're back from Lisbon, where we've been uh, until yesterday. What a city. Very cool city, actually. Very, very cool. We did a bit of exploring this time, didn't we, on our final day? We did. Walked through some of the local neighbourhoods and... Blown away by the coffee scene there, I have to say. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's where we were, but every single... I mean, firstly, there were thousands of them, and every single one of them was busy. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And just uh, like an army of incredibly beautiful women just just walking around on their own having coffees. <laughs> an army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all by themselves. All by themselves. So if you're single and ready to mingle, <laughs> get yourself over to Lisboa. Um, I'm not sure they are ready to mingle. Maybe they just want to be by themselves. Yeah. But there is uh, lots of, as you said, single. Oh, they might not be single. <laughs> they might not be single. We're speaking for them at this yeah. point. There's, anyway, there's lovely weather, <laughs> great coffee, smoothies, smoothies, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Good smoothie scene, yeah. <laughs> the, also. Every single one. It's not like you, you have a couple and then you have like Dave's calf. Yeah. Or a greasy spoon. Every single one of them is looks fantastic. Not a coster in sight. No coster. Couple of Starbucks, but not many. Um, and you can't compete with them anyway when no. it comes to Frappuccinos. No, very true. But yeah, very cool city. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. In, uh, we were there delivering, obviously, the, uh, the final day of our 1,200-person program for iCapital. Yeah. Final day, done and dusted. Uh, and yeah, looking back on what was a pretty epic project, really. Oh, very epic, very mental, but um, yeah, great. People are pretty cool there as well, aren't they? The people that work there. Yeah, they're all very nice. Everyone seems nice. It was more of the developer tech scene in uh, in Lisbon, which I think is the case for a lot of businesses that have setups over there, right? Yeah, and we obviously learned why, didn't we? They we were, did. Yeah. They were very vocal that. The reason people hire developers in Lisbon is they pay them fuck all. Yeah. It's, it, that's a quote. <laughs> yeah, complete quote, very cheap. And I didn't realise like that at all. No. I thought that it was because developers were moving there because it's a fucking great place to yeah. live. Yeah, So yeah. they were like, that was where the talent was. But no, that's just where it's cheap. But the good city, but I reckon podium finish for the shittest airport Definitely. On the planet. Definitely. And Appalling. It's, big. it's a it's a big airport, but it's you know, sometimes we're gonna just get into the weeds here with airports. Sometimes you get airports that are terrible, like to fly from. Mm. But flying to, you can get through, fine. 
Lisbon is one of the few that is awful in both directions. Yeah. To, like when you land, getting off the plane, getting your luggage, um, passport control, it, it's always mental. The taxis and stuff, it's horrendous. It's busy all the time. And then also flying out from there, there's like multiple passport stops. The uh, security is always carnage. Check-ins in a very weird place. It's it's probably the worst organised airport yeah. I've ever been to. Yeah, absolute madness. And I reckon 80% of the planes are like a bus journey away. Mm. So they're all like these remote gates. Oh, God, it's, uh, it's stressful. I think... Lisbon Airport will be the worst place in the world with a hangover. Yeah. Luckily, you, we've not experienced that. If you went on a stag do to Lisbon, and I know a lot of people that have, I can't even fathom going through that airport Yeah, post-stag do. Would be tragic. It's tragic anyway, but uh, yeah, my God. Well, two, my God. two interesting things, though, from the actual work itself, um, which I don't think has ever happened to us before, but one guy uh, who worked for iCapital came up to us and presumed that we were gay <laughs> he and, did and together he did um which is a quite a big leap he's like well you slept in a boat together two months you must be gay it's like interesting yeah interesting rationale behind that he was judgment a, he was an interesting guy he's a weird fucker wasn't he he was because he came over he was very shy wasn't sure of himself and about 90 seconds later he made the assumption that we were gay and then went into a story out of nowhere yeah about his friend Yep. Doing a semen sample and yep. jizzing in a cup. Yeah. And was like, ah, we said it all. It should still be warm. Yeah. And then just looked at us and it was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, here? I felt like his safe space weirdly was talking was about, jizz. Talking about <laughs> Gay stuff. semen and, yeah, and men. It was very strange. But, um, you know, we take it all in our stride. I think he was pointing out the fact that on... Uh, on like the edits and stuff and with one of our partner Jaybird for the row the uh, the copywriting expert it was like what was it 3,000 miles two men one boat yeah and he was like that's just a uh, title of porno. A, a recipe <laughs> for a porno so I think that's where it came from and then he said he realised when he saw that we uh, both had wives it, <laughs> it was a uh, yeah all sorted but it was a very it's a very strange guy and then another person very eagle-eyed, I must admit, who, when you were at the bar, the after um, the kind of final drinks, he kind of came up to me. He said, what has, uh, what's Tom had done? What work has he had done? Because I'm looking at, you know, seeing him obviously on stage all day, but versus the images and videos on the keynote, something doesn't stack up. He's had his teeth done, hasn't he? And he called it out. He's the first person ever to call that out. And That's I just unbelievable. thought, yeah, he goes, there, there was a little gap in there. Now look at it. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow. That is a, we, uh, but he presumed I'd had turkey teeth. Didn't he, he did. He thought you'd been over to, uh, to Istanbul to get it sorted. Yeah. Well, I mean, absolute points for, for being eagle eyed there. Observations on And him. he's like, they look way better. It's like, cheers mate. Thank you. <laughs> You don't know how much that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's actually a huge win. I've been through a lot for these. <laughs> um, but Portugal is a place. We, we were having a, a couple of chats with them about what it's like to live there. But what we then, we went down a bit of a rabbit hole, didn't we? On, you know, walking around and we see all the statues and it's a very, very, very old city. Yes. And the, the history of not only Lisbon, but just Portugal as a country. Yeah. 
and how that they used to be the fucking bad boys. Yeah, they really did. They were the big boys of exploration, weren't they? Yeah, globally known as the world's greatest colonizers for some time. I think that might have been until uh, the old British Empire got <laughs> yeah, involved. Yeah, the old Brits got <laughs> hold of it. <laughs> but um, yeah, remarkable. And that I guess it leads onto the adventure mindset segment just naturally by talking about a well-known guy called, hang on, Vasco da Gama. I'm going to fucking poke holes in this. You better, <laughs> yeah. be, you better be read up on this lad. So this is a, uh, he's actually probably the most famous Portuguese bloke of all time. Uh, Ronaldo. <sighs> he's got one. He's up there. Yeah, he's up, Ronaldo's definitely up there now. <laughs> but this this guy is, is, you know, the guy who's responsible for this colonization of, of Portugal around the world. Um, and has one of the greatest uh, adventure stories and therefore the adventure mindset of all time. As he is the man who unlocked Asia for Europe way back in 1497, I believe. <laughs> 1497. How long ago is that, by the way? Probably the end of my roads older. Is it? 1230. Bloody hell, 1230, 1230. <laughs> but so he, what he's done is he's sailed from Portugal, obviously, and he was the first person to sail around the Cape of Good Hope and arrive in India, um, opening the way for an age of global Fucking imperialism. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, he's, he's linked India with the West, brought massive wealth, uh, boomed the Portuguese economy, mainly from the spice trade. Um, but the thing that I found very interesting is it's taken him 10 months. The journey's taken him 10 months oh. to get from yeah sailing. And he, he obviously stopped along the way. And everywhere he stopped eventually became um, Portuguese territory. Territory. So uh, Mozambique being a great example. Oh. And he knew that Mozambique was a uh, Muslim territory and obviously very christian in uh in portugal so they pretended to um they pretended to be muslims when they landed what yeah and how that, because they knew it was going to be a point of contention i mean ultimately they're going there to impart their will and to fight and to battle to but they uh, initially they wanted to they want to make good relations with the the big dog um so i don't know how they knew or i mean obviously before they'd gone round they were traveling to the west coast of africa uh, that was as far as they were going before returning. So I think they made the assumption that most of Africa was Muslim. They'd learned some skills along the way. So you Muslims? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's all we got. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes, we um, are. And all that it says is that it worked for about four weeks and then they I found- think they started to poke <laughs> some holes in, in, in the stories. Um, but they were on their way anyway. And uh, it says that as a parting gift, this guy was firing cannons from his ship into the city in Mozambique. Basically, as like a will-be-back sort of thing. Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> so, and weirdly enough, those places that he stopped on that first trip were the exact same places that he stopped on the second, third, and fourth. Um, that, oh, yeah, as I said, obviously became Portuguese. Those, those, those lads, and I can just say lads because it was just all men, wasn't it? It was, it, it was yeah. Like... They, they didn't even know, they didn't even have a map of where they were going. It's, it's mental. It's just like, right, bye. It's like, right. when are you going to be back? It's like, probably never. Yeah. Probably never. Yeah, exactly. To be honest with you. Really not sure. Uh, like, and imagine like, just seeing 
land which is completely undocumented you don't know who's there you don't know what they're doing you don't know if they're muslim or christian or anything else yeah just pulling up and being like yeah we'll have it unbelievable pretty amazing he like wrote the playbook didn't he for how to integrate and then the brits i think just made just went and slaughtered everyone yeah yeah exactly but he was um like loved in india because it brought completely new routes from India out to Europe as well. Right. So they were naming streets after him, like giving him all these like titles and things. Um, he was the boy, but apparently an arsehole. <laughs> what do you mean? According to who? According to the article that I'm reading. What? He was an arsehole? No, it says he was brutal and arrogant and some traits of his personality led to <laughs> negative relations. No shit. That's kind of yeah. part and parcel no of taking over. <laughs> um, the fact that he had an aggressive temper complicated the establishment of profitable relationships with the natives. Right. I mean, obviously, obviously. But unfortunately, India was also his demise. <laughs> so on his fourth trip, when he was Fuck with... It. This is a history of <laughs> <like that. Strapping. laughs> yeah, It is. Unfortunately, you can it was You can call me Dan Snow. <laughs> uh, but he actually died of malaria. Oh, fuck. That's a shame. Takes down the most people still. But, Biggest um, killer in history. Is it? Yeah. The, mos- <laughs> the mosquito. The mozzie. the biggest killer in history. I mean, I don't want to make it all about me, but I got bit by a mosquito. Oh, fuck me. Didn't we hear about one. it? My leg is still swollen. <laughs> I think I might have malaria, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you know, quick little side note. Is it? It is a, an extraordinary amount. So mosquitoes are often cited as the deadliest animal on earth. That's mental. Due to the amount of people they've killed. It's like a staggering amount. Because this has also just been killing people forever. Right. Don't Google biggest killer in history. Why is it the tallest murderer? No, it actually says Hitler. No. Yeah, I think they've got... I'm pretty sure mosquitoes have a bigger body count than Hitler. No, it goes serial killer. I mean, do I have to put bug in there? I shouldn't do. (laughs) But yeah, people versus mosquitoes. Who's the biggest killer? But like, yeah. Maybe you've got malaria. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, it's also, this is really going on a, nothing to do with the adventure mindset, but maybe they do have it, but it's daddy long leg season at the moment, isn't it? It's fucking spider season as well. Yeah, it is. Oh they're all God. coming out the world. The work. boys have come out. <laughs> the boysies are out. And they're looking for a, a fight. I bet you've got some big ones, like from the fields that you live opposite. Do spiders live in fields? I think they live <laughs> in houses next to fields. <laughs> yeah. No, they um, don't actually, do they? No, they they're don't. not field animals, are they? You don't they? tend to see just a spider in the wild, <laughs> Just do you? a fucking massive one. <laughs> it's just like, <gasps> spider, No, out there by the trees. That's a good point. Um, um, yeah, there's some big ones. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, there's one in the office over there. Have you <gasps> seen it? The dead one. Fuck no. Oh, he's dead. It's the size of a fucking Thank bird. God for that. Um. <laughs> yeah, big fuckers. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, talking about conquering islands... Yes, and probably mosquitoes. And mosquitoes. Wanted to throw a big shout out in the Adventure Mindset segment to a friend of ours. Yes. Uh, a gentleman named Ben Saul Garner, a.k.a. Yeah. BSG. Yeah. Um, and BSG has done this before, but he's done it again. God knows why. <laughs> uh, but he does this thing every few years, maybe to find himself. <laughs> every, th- few <laughs> every few years. This is literally the second, the second time he's done it. Yeah, a few years ago. <laughs> he's going to make a thing of it, I think. Uh, where he gets basically dropped off on a deserted island in the Philippines and spends 10 days 
completely alone, yeah. surviving. And it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's mad, really. It's literally... Uh, we we did ask to get him on, but didn't get a reply. So uh, we'll get him on in the in the near future. Nah, you missed his job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we're now going to share the facts. <laughs> yeah. Probably get them all wrong. Um, but he just basically survived on coconuts and crabs. Pay a premium for that in London. Yeah, I was going to say coconut that's an expensive diet. Yeah. Coconut water and crab meat. Um, but yeah, it, ten days is a long time. Yeah, to just be and it was pissing it down to just be. But you got no technology. No. What's he doing? He had a couple of books. I saw that. A couple of books that he pretended to read. <laughs> yeah. Even on a desert island. So like, oh, you're not I've got reading no a technology. Book. It's like, what's that iPad? Is that? <laughs> no, no, nothing. That's a shovel. That's a shovel. <laughs> That's I, a sh- I'm using it as a shovel. I'd be sneaking a couple of iPads on for sure. A couple of what? iPads. iPads. <laughs> you said wank pads. What? Um, what? <laughs> what even is that? the same thing yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a rebrand um, but yeah you went like spear fishing and shit yeah I wonder if it's I mean I guess it's a it's got to be a pretty epic experience the fact that you've, he's done it once and he's doing it or he's done it again it must have done something and been a hell of a hell of a time but he did longer this time than the first time yeah we, we should because it's not I remember him telling it, it's not expensive to do Shouldn't Obviously, be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many overheads you can have when you're not doing anything. Yeah. So that's sorry, that's it. They give him uh, like a little device, right? And he can push the button yeah. if he needs to get picked up, yeah. if he really can't if catch a crab. Cut his leg off or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They are, they are waiting. And they give him a spear, gum, um, a machete. I wonder if he's allowed sun cream. Yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so. That would just be terrible, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. I'm burnt to shit. <laughs> That's just ignoring fun. modern science. I yeah, I mean, I, it's cool. I just hate the beach. You do, don't you? Fuck, sand is just the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so well, not the worst thing. That's obviously, mosquitoes. We've just been talking about mosquitoes <laughs> and Hitler. Yeah, Hitler's probably worse than sand. To be fair, but sand is up there. Third. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's Hitler, on the podium. mosquitoes, sand. Yeah, sound, it just it stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah. I imagine he, you know, he's a week ago now, he's probably still finding it yeah. everywhere. Up the azzle. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing that puts me off. And there's no shower to like, because you're washing yourself in seawater. You're just sticky. But I guess you're basically just naked the whole time. Are you? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not. It's like, oh, <laughs> weird. No, no, probably not. No. Because of sand, I reckon. Okay. Budgie smugglers. I just wear maybe a pair of chinos and chinos. a wetsuit. Chinos and a Ralph Lauren shirt. Just wear a wetsuit the whole time. Yeah. Oh, imagine the chafe. Oh, baby. Tell Ross Edgley that. Um, <laughs> he chafed his neck, t- didn't he? Talking about talking about islands. Are we? So, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Ireland. Uh, what a great campaign they're having for the World Cup. <laughs> uh, so I, I basically looked up the longest. Oh, right. The okay, longest sorry. recorded survival on a desert island. Which is a little bit longer than 10 days. BSG hasn't got the title. Wait, let me guess. Okay. Here uh, we go. We're at the I, guessing, I'm guessing stage. I'm guessing this is different. He wasn't, they weren't dropped off and it, wasn't, it was a no, survival it thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't, right. um, uh, wasn't organised. Oh my God, my iPad six, just died. <laughs> 65 days. 65 days total. Um, 65 days. No, 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 no. no. Right, okay. No. Uh, 18 years. Pardon? <laughs> That's just a new life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's civilization. So <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. It's like, where are you? It's like New Mexico. 
Um, her name is Juana Maria, a Native American woman who lived alone on San Nicolas Island off the coast of California. Oh, coast of California. It's the <laughs> Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah, that sounds expensive. So basically, she was left behind by the rest of her tribe. They all moved to California to the mainland in 1835. She probably slept in, and they just <laughs> left her. And she's like, she like, well, I can't do it on my own. So she, they basically, she was discovered 18 years later, just like, hello. <laughs> what the hell? I am still here. That's absolutely mental. It's also mental that there was an 18-year gap between the next person going to that island. It's also mental that Juana was, you know, so unimpactful that no one noticed yeah, that's that she true. was still there. Um, another one, which wasn't on an island, but it was a, a bloke that got lost at sea. He was a fisherman from Salvador. Uh, got lost whilst fishing. Uh, he was in a seven-metre boat, very similar to ours. Oh, don't talk about that. Give me nightmares. So, <laughs> so we spent 54 days at sea. Oh. But we, yeah, right, let's go into you that. You want to hear about <laughs> it? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> 2015, St. <laughs> Catherine's Dock. Um, he obviously was just an open boat. It was actually a fiberglass boat. Uh, no cabin or anything. 438 days. What? Thirty-eight days over a year. What's he eating? Fish. <laughs> he must just be fishing. Yeah. What are you? That, that's What's what he, he was out there for. I don't know. That's I, uh, how long was this? This is in twenty fourteen. He washed oh, okay. up in the Marshall Islands. Oh, he's probably got a water maker then, isn't he? No. He must have a water maker. Hand one. I'm not sure. I reckon he's drinking fish blood. <laughs> fish goose. Or or he's drinking rainwater. What a with his mouth open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, I need some rain. I'm He's parched. collecting it with a piece of plastic. <laughs> you should know this, given the yeah, workshop good point. that we ran. Oh, that's insane. But there's people that, I mean, we don't need to go into it, but there's people that die at sea through starvation and after, like, a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. Mate. Shows that it's possible. Shows that he's a good fisherman. He's used his trade to survive. Yeah. He's really earned his keep. Yeah, I wonder if he's stockpiled and then made some cash when he got home. That's absolutely amazing. That plus the Nigerians who made it to On Sao that. Paulo. Yeah. Some of the stories from the sea, as we know, are the best <laughs> stories. <laughs> some of the stories, including ours, are truly mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, that's mental. But yeah, I mean, fair play to BSG. Because yeah. it's one thing being thrust into that situation... And, find, and like surviving. It's another thing leaving a cushy setup in yeah. London. It's got, a, it's got a kid. Young kid. It's got a wife. It all makes sense yeah, now. Yeah, it's an escape. Ah, Smart. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to then voluntarily fly halfway across the world, put yourself on an island, you must have spent the whole time being like, I could be doing much better. And for no financial world. benefit. I mean, if we did it, we'd have flags with brand logos on. <laughs> we would. We'd be, be selling the story. <laughs> there'd be helicopters. There'd be press. <laughs> So we're not doing it unless we get paid. So and our first partner is a water partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah Aquafina, baby. Fiji water, welcome. Just tons of plastic strewn yeah. all over the island. Oh, and Sunseeker, our second partner. If you're not being commercial in 2023, what are you doing? You've got to make cash out of every situation, BSG. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he's going to write a book. Cheeky bastard. Probably. He's going to write a book, isn't he? he ten lessons drill. from ten days on a desert island. A lesson a day. Let's do it quickly and write <laughs> it before him. <laughs> we haven't been on the island. No, but we'll go. Right. What would the first lesson be? Resourcefulness. Water. Resilience. Resilience. Resourcefulness. Hydration is key. That's a good lesson for anyone in the world. <laughs> yeah, just in day to day. Um, I reckon he must have learned that 
being social is important for your mental health. Yes. Because, I don't know, what sort of dialogue are you having with yourself on day 10? Lesson six, reading is boring. <laughs> Lesson six, I'll read the same nerds. book again. <laughs> Maybe we're trying to learn the book inside out. There's a keynote in that and we should we should just go and do it. Um, yeah. 10 sales techniques we learned living on a desert island. I reckon 10 sales techniques from 54 days at sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> right, we're waffling now. Let's cut, let's cut this loose. Cut what loose? This episode. I'm <laughs> oh, okay. I'm starving. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. <laughs> I don't want to go on about it. We'll do some lunch, guys. Um, yeah, I've been a short punchy one today, but we're, we're back in business. We're back. We're going into Q4 in a couple Q4, of weeks. Q4, baby. Can you believe? Budget it's, season. It's the middle of September. <laughs> Oh, fucking winter is coming. Winter is definitely the coming. The night is dark and full of Winter terrorists. is coming, but it doesn't matter for you because you're not here for most of it. I am going away. Back to <laughs> Cape Town. <laughs> oh, back to the nightmare scenario world. Ooh. You're going to be away for most <laughs> of this year. It doesn't matter about the weather with you because you are not here for it because t- you are going to Cape Town. <laughs> the tone... If you, if you couldn't tell, we've just had to edit a bit out because James revealed a secret that he's not allowed to say. For the second time. For the second time this episode. So you're, you're going to have to edit this episode. <laughs> and what we've done there is, I was like, right, go from the top. <laughs> and you've gone in at like, like ex- exhilarating pace, like at 10. <laughs> you're like, and you're going to be away. <laughs> um, yes, I'm going to Cape Town in December, back to the trauma capital of the world for me. Yep. And then back there for a wedding in Feb. <sighs> You're going away. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm not going away this year. Yeah. I'm going away next year, but I'll be in, in the bleak midwinter yeah. and we'll really see what this office is all about when it gets cold. I know, I'm worried about this Because it is just a barn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely when it's been sunny, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll just use it as a garage. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, all the best for the rest of your September week and uh, go England. Ha <laughs> ha